The podcast where we discuss horror movies all year long featuring children. Because parenting can be scary. And kids are definitely creepy. What the hell are dreams anyway? Mysteries. Incredible body hocus pocus. The truth is, we still don't know what they are. Incredible body hocus pocus. <laughs> oh, you are my mistress of hocus pocus. Oh, this spooky season. <laughs> okay, that's too much. Mistress oh. to master oh. has only a <laughs> dominatrix okay. vibe, doesn't it? It's not. It's not <laughs> quite the same as saying. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Keep going. Okay. Well, um, I need someone to loosen these handcuffs. Um, hello. Oh, that's you. a different podcast. That is. Is incredible body hocus pocus an oft repeated phrase from this movie, and why not? I don't know. It's got to be an improv team name. <laughs> <laughs> it's ours, I think. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, we'll it's just so that. good, and I've never, or I didn't even clock it the first time I watched this movie, not which was close. in recent history, not like my childhood. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, I was going to ask you what your relationship to this movie was. I'm going to save that question. How are you doing? How are you doing oh, otherwise? Oh, How thank are you? you? Hi. I'm, it's been I'm, a while since we've recorded. I'm well. Yeah, we got a little excited there. Woo. <laughs> hey. Um. I am well. My left wing is a little tender from getting not one but two shots today. Mm. COVID booster and a flu shot. Oh, yeah. You thought it was just a season for spooks and thrills and spills and chills. No. It's for boosters and vaccines as well. Mm. Always. Always. <laughs> Evergreen here. Um, and we got to get the kids their flu shots. We got okay. to do that. I'll make a note. Okay. I'm just saying it because I, I can't. I just keep not doing it but mm. it's tis the season um i'm enjoying my spooktoberfest i went back east you did in the time between the last episode and this and it was wonderful it you, was did we not talk about it you, we didn't, you haven't <laughs> talked about it did so, you soak up any fall colors while you were there yeah i did i didn't expect to i think i said that out my my expectations were very low, but they were uh, pleasantly exceeded. And, you know, they were still just starting, but it was really, really beautiful up by the Hudson. Mm. Mm. That was where it was really, really gorgeous. We, one part of our, one leg of our journey was driving between Westport, Connecticut and Croton on Hudson, New York. Mm. And it was magical. And I kept taking pictures, but they, much like a sunset, they do not translate. Like, it just doesn't... Yeah, pictures of the moon. It's not working. Yeah, you know, it's just you had to be there, I guess. Um, well, wish... I wasn't. <laughs> I wish you had. Um, most of my trip, I was uh, with 
the lovely first guest of the pod, Aunt Monica and That's her family. Right. And cousins Lou and Goo. And it was so good. Like my my bucket is full. It was a real bucket filler, as no Boo dips. says. <laughs> no dips. Few dips. Um our four year old Boo. They talk about bucket dipping and bucket filling. Yeah, so we are often TK. called bucket dippers as yes. insults. Yeah, when we cross him, which happened my bucket. It's often and um, really hard not to laugh. Um, Very hard. So we just do. Um, but yeah, so it was really great to be back east and see everybody and just be home. And it felt like a return to normalcy of like, oh, yeah, you can just like take a long weekend and go see your family. Like I had done that in different ways Mm-hmm. since the pandemic i guess but this was, truly felt like no agenda just like just going to hang out with the kids and my sister and her husband and right. my mom and my stepdad it was really great um and no caution no cautionary stuff you didn't have to worry about uh anybody's yeah. vaccination status or whether you could be inside or outside yes or what's it going to be like are people wearing masks and all those things that yes. are just like it's nice to put them aside from time to time. Yeah. I, I wore my mask once when I went inside the SPCA where my very good friend Elena, who I was with the whole time, um, volunteers. Mm. And it was really great to do that. It's a beautiful SPCA. But yeah, just, just thinking about the dogs and cats. Living uh, together. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was really great. So thank you for taking care of the children while I was away. No problem. Um, and you know, <laughs> it isn't really a problem anymore, which is kind of nice to be at this stage. Like it's, it's still a lot, but it's not, it's not as daunting as it used to be. Yes. And we did learn our lesson that FaceTime kind of doesn't happen. That was the, I feel like yeah. the lesson of us both traveling within a month of each other where, uh, you just kind of do it when it's casual and easy. You don't do it around bedtime. Mm-hmm. Um, you do your best to just get in a rhythm. Mm-hmm. And that is one of those, as much as I rail against um, nostalgia and reaching too far back for advice, but it is a very obvious thing from when we were kids in a pre-technological era Yeah, that <laughs> pre-technology um, that you wouldn't hear from someone if they were traveling. You might get a postcard like that's that true. May or may not beat them home, you know. Yeah. Um, but that would be, or you'd have phone calls and stuff, maybe. But even then, that would be so dependent on yeah. the availability and access and whatever else. So it wouldn't it. It'd be probably pretty unlikely to. Yeah. Yeah, you certainly wouldn't have daily face to facers. So. Yeah, and I know for some people it works really well to do that um, on a more regular basis. But for us, for sure, it's out of sight, out of mind, and that is the way. Absolutely. At least right now, you know. Yeah, exactly. For right now, that's working, and I'll take it. Yeah. Um, um, I do have one thing I want to bring up before we get into the movie. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like we need to talk about, which is Butthole Gate. Go on. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Halloween. Uh, but sure, butthole gate. Do you know of which I speak? 
Um, no, I wish that I didn't, and I think I'm about to. <laughs> <laughs> this is such a big deal for like 12 hours of our lives. Um, a few weeks ago, probably right after we recorded the last episode. Otherwise, I would have talked about it then. What? An Instagram account that goes by the name Big Little Feelings. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Which all of you probably know who are parents or parents of young ones. They're 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 self-proclaimed toddler experts. Um You don't need certification for expertise. They're they're just people that if you are following any kind of parenting anything, you're probably you've probably seen their stuff. Yeah. Um they are they are like there there's a child one is a child therapist and one is a uh parent coach. I think they're both parent coaches. You get the idea. Um I don't want to get too into them because I'm not <laughs> like I follow them and I like them just fine. They're not my favorite of these things. But I follow them. And what are they called again? Big Little Feelings. Big Little Feelings. So. And they're sisters, right? No. They just look exactly the same? No, they don't. They're not the twins? No, no, no. That's that's something else. Those are That's upbringing. Oh. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> that would be so weird if those people weren't twins. So these they two women exactly are just like, pals? They're pals and yeah. They live in the same house? I don't think so. I don't know much. I, I'm not going to be able to answer any more okay. questions about them. Great. Um, but they <laughs> nice. They did a post about. That was a real prolapsed pause you left after that. <laughs> Go ahead. They did a post about using the anatomical verbiage mm-hmm. for your children's body parts. Yes, which we have talked about many times on this show before. Well, that's, we're going to play it. Teaching your kids about their private parts and body boundaries is a crucial part of keeping them safe in this world that we live in. So here are three things to start doing with your kid today. One, teach them anatomically correct names for their body parts. Penis, vagina and vulva, butthole. Ah! <laughs> 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 Oh, my goodness. So I often check my phone as as I wake up in the morning, which isn't a great habit, but nonetheless, it's what I do to greet the world. And I was, you must have already gotten up. I'm pretty sure I was in bed. Anyway, um, I, I LOL'd at the mention of the word butthole. As yeah, the, that's the as, one that doesn't belong. <laughs> And I even told, I told this story to a group of non-parents and they also burst out laughing without me like setting it up at all of like what, why it was funny. So I immediately commented from the mummy and daddy uh, account. Um, I said, I said, love you guys, but two T's. Dot, dot. Tricky people say butthole too. Don't be afraid to teach the word anus because anus is the word for your butthole. <laughs> and I've we, and the thing is, you can teach both. Like I've I've definitely referred to it as both with our kids, so that they do know that that could be a term too. 
But like if you're specifically making a post about anatomical names. The fact that they were able to say it with a straight face is mind bending. So they have like a billion million comments because they're very popular and they were like on the Today Show and blah, blah, blah. And they. um, All those people trying to be friends with them. Yes, exactly. It's like recipe commenters, basically. Like (laughs) loved this. Um, I can't wait to try it. (laughs) And they and they comment back to every single comment they say like thanks so much for being here with us like love that you're in our in our space like yes. welcome they did not comment or like my comment nor the one other comment that mentioned the butthole mentioned butthole gate which was basically like haha mm-hmm. i laughed at when you said butthole that not even like criticizing them as i kind of did i did it, it's a it's a legit punchline. <laughs> and I was just like, dude, I mean, my, my, m- the reason why this became butthole gate for me and, and why you've since edited the comment to include the hashtag butthole gate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I will. Oh my God. I should. I should. <laughs> I'll com- Do just, not click on that. I'll just, keep, <laughs> I'll just keep commenting on my own comment. But I just wish that they had, acknowledged me and i'm not looking for uh you're so right except that i am except that yeah, whatever you, you can sleep well the no- in the knowledge <laughs> that you are i am right exactly mm-hmm. yeah i don't need it but i i wasn't like expecting that but i was expecting something of like oh good call like something like yeah. or just like noted i don't know just to like not like it and not so oh you just like won't like anything that people who disagree with you like gross yeah. weird to not just take the feedback because yeah. it is it is a reasonable comment I, I especially like that you came at it from the podcast account because mm-hmm. i think it is it's a flex for one of <laughs> saying hey look we also have a parenting thing where we as also unlicensed experts can share whatever the fuck we want. I mean, I think they are. They do have some degree of license, but I doubt it. Well, they could be lying, I guess. They could be lying. I, who, who, who knows? Who says butthole? And come on. They'd go so far as to say vulva and not anus. Like that is so strange to me. Even just the fact they don't say or what they say, vagina vulva. Mm-hmm. They say that. Okay, it is weird. So yeah. Anyway, butthole is hilarious. The shit is funny. Maybe they're really funny. They're not. I mean, they're, they're not. They're, they're humorless. Not. You they're, can tell. They they understand that people enjoy humor, and so they do. Oh no! It's like it's pretty basic. Like it's not my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. It's not. I'm not sharing their posts based on humor. I'm okay. not sharing their posts at all. But I recognize that they're Until like today. kind of big. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is just one big plug. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, very good. Uh, so that happened. Um, other than that... <laughs> Other than that, we've had kind of, I have to say, kind of a disappointing Spooktoberfest of our own. We've had several flops of spooky movies. Oh, yes. Of non-podcast spooky movies. Yeah. Yeah. We watched a movie by accident. We watched Um, 2021's Barbarians, 
with an S instead of 2022's Barbarian. See, I thought Singular. they both came out the same year. Well, okay, well, I got we we got excited. I don't think Barbarian is even streaming. It's not yet, apparently. So we did our best. It was an okay movie, home invasion it was movie. Fine. Yeah, it's just weird that they're both like roughly about renters, you know? Yeah, yeah. The two movies basically called Barbarian that are both about people in rental houses is a weird. Somebody should have stopped that. Yeah, it's a quinky dink, as they call it. In the biz. In the biz. Yeah, so For that was... legal. They, they that was underwhelming, but I didn't hate that movie. But yeah, and then they kind of similarly, we watched Bodies, 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 which was, I thought, fine. But I just... I was under the impression that it was going to be a scarier movie and not like just mm-hmm. a... I don't know, like... I don't know what that movie was supposed to be. I don't either. Be. I think that's what they didn't make a choice. I thought it was going to be funny. And yeah, because like, there are comedians funny. in it. Yeah, it wasn't funny. I thought it was going to be, I thought from the trailer that it was going to be scary. Mm. That's my, that's that's on me. I think. Yeah. I. And you can do both. I mean, I think even Ghostbusters does both. You know, Ghostbusters where, is scary. Some of the ghosts are terrifying terrifying totally as yeah. a child yeah when you are supposed to watch ghostbusters for the first time okay and i mean but and i think or the, the stakes feel real enough for mm. a movie about four people who decide to start a ghost hunting business i they i think okay well, we can <laughs> talk about ghostbusters another time <laughs> it was a first pull you know but yeah. i'm just trying to think of of movies that are any movies that are tech well i mean hey even the movie we are doing today on the show is funny and scary uh you can you yes. you can have a bit of both in things and anyway bodies 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 did not do the trick for me i feel like what my spooktoberfest has been lacking is in our favorite place which is the supernatural we haven't had a chance yes to- and i i have some ideas we still have time and this movie really buoyed us um, yes it's just a fun, fun movie. Should we <clears throat> should we dive in? I think so. I mean, we're only a few days from Halloween at the time of this airing. So we're going to be, I hope all of you are having successful Spooktoberfest. Yes. If you want to let us know, because we still have a few days here, yes. what the best thing you've watched is. Ooh, okay. Consider that a question, question of the week. of the week. What's been the highlight of your Spooktoberfest movie-wise? But... We know what we're here to talk about. like he was still in the room with me. Sounds like a real boogeyman. One, two, Freddy's coming for you. And that's what it reminded me of, that old jump rope song. Yeah, I know that one. I do love high school kids being, it reminded me of that old jump rope song. (laughs) Well, this was 1984. There wasn't... They were certainly jumping rope, like, in in their near past. Yeah. (laughs) 
is my point. It would have been actively a jump rope song. Right. Not that old song. Right. Right. Okay. That's my only criticism of the movie. I mean, all right. Well, don't be a creep. Oh. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We're doing A Nightmare on Elm Street, 1984, when I was one. And I was two. Mm. What is your history with this film? And what are my intentions? And what are your intentions with my daughter? Um, I I watched this movie for the first time a few years ago. It within the decade for sure, and mm. it was very very scary. When I didn't know what was going to happen, ooh, it was very scary. I remember being very very. Um, like, and I think like what you were saying about it being funny is, I mean, it's the key. It is the absolute key to horror movies is having the release of, even mm-hmm. though this I think isn't intentionally funny, it's more just the melodrama of the acting and it's they you know it's an 80s movie and it's beautiful it could never it's lightning in a bottle could never be done again no but laughing at you know glenn johnny depp we can do a where are they now later um (laughs) you'll find out what's happening with johnny depp oh i'm not joking that's a great point um when glenn's like playing the the tape of being near the airport to trick his mom because he's saying that he's actually at you know a friend's house who's living by the airport it's like that isn't that is supposed to be funny but it's funnier because it's so ridiculously 80s yes you're also laughing at a boombox trick right and yeah sort of the imperfect mechanics of cassette tape and boombox technology yeah like that that's yeah yeah and then but that is the key because you're like ha, this is funny than fun and then you're like oh like it's and it's actually scary and i i can we can i don't know we can talk about this later the hokiness that i i think i was mentioning to you the hokiness we can talk about it now the hokiness of freddy krueger and his his way his, oh yeah his his like dancing and like his arms lengthening out and he's cartoonish he's cartoonish and but it it goes over the horizon and back into very very deeply deeply scary like yes because you you almost like you're on board with it as like this is just this is silly this is kid stuff and then it like gets very gory or very actually unsettling Mm mm-hmm I, I think that's that's why this movie is so fun and so um like has lasted just so long. Yeah, I think I think that's exactly right cuz he's almost muppety to some degree but he is so it, it gets does, just grotesque. It is. Know? Yeah, and it feels psychopathic. To, you know, where mm-hmm. it's almost like you don't care about it's nihilistic, right? Like he doesn't, he's a true villain. He doesn't, he's, there's no good in Freddy Krueger that he is trying to kill everybody. And so, but like he is playing with his food the mm-hmm. whole time. So any of the humor is kind of with that in mind. And um, 
Yeah, to his and own then of just like the special effects of this movie, I think with that are each like each kill is so innovative <laughs> as yeah. far as the special effects, and even at the time, like it was just so even at the time and even now, it's fun to watch. They Hell hold yeah. up when she is flying around the bedroom and up on the ceiling. It's horrifying. It's so real. Like oh my god. It's That's so the... real without being hyper realistic, which you know I love. Mm-hmm. Like I love that in a in a horror movie if if it's not hyper realistic. Yes. <laughs> um and you know the geyser of blood and all that stuff. It's just still awesome to watch. It's like The Shining in that way. It's yeah, just like that it's the, so cinematic. The geyser of blood it <clears throat> hit me how much they used the shining as an inspiration for that one death on this uh on this view but then it but it's still totally its own oh my god yeah. oh yeah no and it's completely there's so many deaths in this that are truly iconic almost all of them are i feel mm-hmm. like i i will say for my part my history with this movie is that it was i was just gonna ask you the I believe it was the second horror movie I ever watched. The first was Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. And Oh, that's the, so weird. It is because I th- I think it was basically a f- my friend at the time who was so obsessed with them and who was basically telling me on a camping sleepover about Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees and explaining the difference between Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th. Mhm. And I was so fucking terrified by the whole thing. You know, I was just so scared. But he was basically like, you got to just watch it. You should watch. And he was, I think it was basically like, you should watch Dream Warriors. Partially because it is like funnier. It's a little bit like it's hokier. It's taking care of you. Yeah. And I think, and it it really did. Who was his friend? My friend Ray. Ray. He was right. But like then immediately, almost immediately watched Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I've seen it so many times, but at the same time, I, I mean, I was horrified by the whole concept of like dying in your sleep, yeah. of yeah. your dreams being able to kill you. And because you'd hear urban legends when you're a kid too about like, if you, you know, if you say you fall in a dream and you land, you'll mm, die when you right. wake, wake up. There's those. You see yourself in a mirror. Yeah, yeah. There's all these weird you know, things that you'd hear. And so like they kind of stick in some weird way and the complete lack of control of that part of your existence was, I think too alluring to ignore as a kid that age. And so anyway, tapped into some true fear, but they were just like funny or silly or gory enough, like enough, like in the sort of like exploitation zone that you're like, okay, I'm I'm in on this and mm-hmm. it just it just all works so well. I uh yeah. Well, let's tell these people what this movie's about. Oh, okay. It's about a nightmare. And it's on Elm Street. Um mm-hmm. I feel like if you haven't seen this movie, you I don't this is one of those ones where I'm like I just don't know what you're doing here like Oh, enjoy this opportunity. It's on HBO Max if you yeah. have access to that. I'm sorry. I, yeah, I should say I'm very excited for you. As uh, yeah, what someone if... who has 
who did see it as an adult. It is, it's, it's, it's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing was the alternate title. Um. (laughs) (laughs) I think this, oh, I'm sure we'll come back to a lot of the individual deaths in it too. A really crazy two pieces of trivia that I read before this recording was that the entire effects budget for this movie was $57,000. Wow. And the whole like under $2 million budget that was recouped during the opening weekend of the movie was all used up in the 32 days of filming. That's it. It was shot in a month, this entire movie. And thinking about that is even crazier because I do feel like it holds up. Anyway. um, That's that's really wild. Especially, yeah, because there were some actors in this movie that we're not talking about Johnny D., talking about like the adults like they were totally yeah they weren't nobodies but anyway yeah robert england is not a nobody or wasn't you know this is your actual actors doing the thing Mm -hmm. and i forget the name of the guy who plays nancy's dad that guy that cop so okay there are two synopses that i'm going to read yes the first comes to us from Action Dan. My guy. Now, if you want to reach Action Dan, his email is actiondan at talk21.com. I love, oh my God, what is talk21.com? I was going to say I love that website and all of a sudden I'm nervous as pornography. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Not, not going to research that. Um, Butthole gate. Hashtag bush. Okay, so Action Dan, here's what he, he brings to the table. Nancy and her friends suffer violent nightmares, which all feature one common element, a disfigured serial killer with a glove made of razors on his right hand. When one of the group is murdered while asleep, Nancy realizes that she must stay awake and try to uncover the truth behind this phantasmic killer, Fred Krueger. Mm. I feel like that is a really concise and accurate uh, summary without giving away too much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That is that is what happens. But now I'm going to go a little deeper with Derek O'Kane. Derek O'Kane. <laughs> because I feel like if you haven't seen this movie in a while or don't care about the Freddyverse, you might forget this part about it cuz I I had forgotten. Mm-hmm. Like gun to my head knives to my throat finger knives to my throat i i probably wouldn't have been able to remember this part because nah, i'm not like a freddy head okay all right i just have a bad memory um all right Derek O'Kane says in the early 1980s a psychopath named fred krueger known as the springwood slasher murdered several children with a glove outfitted with straight razor blades attached to the fingers. When a foolish decision by a judge sets Kruger free, an angry mob of parents whose children he terrorized and murdered burn Kruger alive in the boiler room where he worked. Years after his death, the living children of the parents responsible for Kruger's death including Nancy Thompson, daughter of the police officer who arrested Kruger, experienced terrifying nightmares involving a burned man wearing a glove with razor blades on the fingers. 
The ghost of Fred Krueger haunts their dreams, and when Nancy's best friend Tina dies violently in her sleep during a dream confrontation with Krueger, Nancy realizes she must find a way to stop the evil psychopath's reign of terror or never sleep again. Boom. Easy decision. So, like, that is insane to put in a plot summary. That is not what happens in the movie. It is technically part of the movie. And it's the, explaining the story. <laughs> it's it explain, is not. It's like as you would think from this summary that you would watch them all burn him alive. Right. This is an origin story. Is, are there, is there like a prequel situation where you see his death in any of the millions? I'm sure. The there's like, lawyers got fat and the judge got famous. Uh, I don't think so. Not that I remember. You know, it's something they talk about in other. I don't. I don't. That's not ringing a bell. I also realize there's probably a couple of these I've never seen. You oh know? yeah, like um, yeah, because there's like seven of them I think. But um, it's that would take me an entire year. <laughs> it's like though I think a cool. That's <laughs> true. I at this I think a cool. Well, it's it's definitely did not happen in the early '80s. He's wrong about that because this that's is true. The yes. early '80s. It's probably my guess is the early '70s. Okay. Yes. I'm just saying, maybe even earlier, but I'd imagine these are all young parents who got pissed off. But and, this is the crazy fact that Nancy's mom reveals in the movie about okay. this. I had to write this down because Fred Krueger killed 20 kids 20. in the neighborhood. <laughs> That's what she says. 20 kids in the neighborhood. That is, if there was one, you would be the whole town would be up in arms if there's two that's when that dude is getting burned alive 20 kids y'all were asleep at the wheel you need to blame yourselves for this at this point this is beyond dairy maine this is like dairy maine from hell yeah right pennywise probably killed like two kids a (laughs) century (laughs) like and somehow you know, Fred Krueger. Fred Krueger had a trial. <laughs> how, did he, how did he get off? Uh, not guilty. Uh, because the lawyers got fat and the judge got famous. Well, all right, but I'm just saying. How do you? I have no idea. I have to imagine. Well, this is this is a big. This is like the one of those like classic '80s like weirdly conservative angles. That t- it's like this is. <clears throat> in every like Charles Bronson, Chuck Norris movie mm-hmm. is the, the setup is uh, somehow the killer slipped through or dirty Harry in these movies. Like the killer slipped through our weak ass justice system. Mm-hmm. That is so just, no, we there have to take to matters, serve these fat cats. Right. So we have to take matters into our own hands. Yeah. We are all punishers. Um, it is. So, it is such a weird scene too she's down in the basement with nancy by their furnace their like wood burning stove basically and she's like it's okay nancy don't worry i know you're i know actually after you know a days of of telling you you're crazy i actually know you're not crazy and you know what it's okay mm-hmm. it's okay and here's why it's it's gonna be fine it's gonna be fine because that guy it was a psychopathic killer, um, like pedophile or whatever the hell. He Just did. a killer. killer. They did. <clears throat> they did change it in the original script. I guess he was a pedophile. 
Um, and they but they changed it. it to just be child murderer because there had been, uh, there was a recent like rash of, of like, or like a, either like a child mm. sex crime oh, scandal Jesus. or something like that that was in happening in LA and they didn't want it to be seen as like uh, made, as that being taken lightly. Got it. Got it. So she's like, don't worry. That guy was a real person and you've never heard of him before. Somehow this dude would Somehow. be a legend. <laughs> Somehow more than never... a jump rope but song. It's all good because exhibit A his his glove of knives is is right here in our in our stove because as luck would have it me and a bunch of other parents we killed him yeah mommy killed him you don't have to worry darling because mommy killed him like what the fuck Dude. <laughs> like you imagine don't you think you would just like I would leave my house. I would. I would be like, I'm out of here. Like, I, I, I don't know who you are. I'm here. Like, you're already a bad mom. Yeah. Bad mom. Bad dad. Both of them terrible parents. Um, and so also, all right. So so her husband, her former husband, because they're divorced, yes. was the officer who arrested him. Now, why not slip into this whole insane exposition? explanation and it ruined our marriage because i blamed your father or and my first kid like you you had a brother or something like we're yeah. connected to this in some way why did she why was she with this angry yeah, like, mom what, yeah what what how did she get sucked into the mob and ultimately be the person who to ends get, up with the with, glove exactly because she she had to have been a ringleader to get the glove. Yo, and also because they burned him alive. So that means she went and found the body and was like, This is mine. I'm taking the glove as a trophy. Like, there's a whole story here that doesn't need to be here for one thing, <laughs> but is insane on its own. Like, I would love to, I would love to see this story. I would love to see the original actual Freddy Krueger. Okay, I don't know. There might this might be a you know, nightmare it could on be Elm Street nightmare on Street Six too. or whatever. Yeah. I guess I guess you're right. I guess I don't know. But the point is, it even even if there isn't a movie about it, it's so bonkers that she thinks that this might be a comfort to her instead of just immediately being like, "Oh, a man with razor knives for hands." Yeah. Oh, child. Unfortunately, that did happen. Right. And so, it's like she well, is all, it's like she cool. is almost a villain in this movie. Totally. And I think it is cool that that's kind of how Nancy reads it. Like she doesn't run away. Oh, she but she already she, yeah, she kind of that was the last straw for her mom. Yeah. She's like, "You know what? You're you're not you can't help me." Yeah, I don't I think respect it's also you. that. It's like you <clears throat> you can't do anything to help me. You think you've already stopped this, but you don't see that it has only just begun. You know, like mm -hmm. it's a cool thing for a monster movie too, of the sort of like Frankenstein's monster, you know, angry pitchforks mob. Like this is sort of the aftermath of that or something. It's mm -hmm. like, oh, the people. Yeah. yeah you, cool. You did Violence it. Guess has what? ripples. Yeah. Yes. You fucked up. You, mm -hmm. you, you destroyed this whole. Yeah. Uh, this whole town for some reason, just the dreams of these neighborhood kids. But um, it, yeah, the mom, the mom is so well cast. Uh, her name's Ronnie yeah. Blakely, plays Marge Thompson. She 
looks so vacant and yeah. that she's this alcoholic like pouring she this, sells it she sells this, oh my God. this bananas bs she definitely does. you're like yep checks out you would have done that and yeah. and having back to back smashing the vodka on the kitchen floor by the kids in our movies black phone much from yeah yeah, yeah. black phone much west craven uh <laughs> <laughs> that she, they just there were many there were many things that black phone took from this movie yes and my whole jag last time about how like i'm kind of done with the mm-hmm. 70s 80s as like a premise like to be able to have the excuse to do this stuff like you said at the top it's because you can't outdo this stuff that did it so well at the time in this way that it still holds up you're learning all the same lessons but they feel so much more authentic because they are they just are yeah and and like they know what they're doing it's Mm -hmm. not as though like this is something we're we're laughing about now it's like no no Wes Craven for sure knew like yeah. the parent the parental tropes he's putting in this movie. They're divorced. Oh, Tina's mom. Got... Tina's mom is the one that you're like, this is this is how it's done. Yes. This is because it's real. Like she's like, Can you can you be can you just be quiet because I'm having Come back to bed now, baby. <laughs> oh wait, this is we got she says. Tina, honey, you gotta cut your fingernails, you gotta stop that kind of dreaming. One or the other. Excellent parenting. It's great. Look, you just got to cut your fingernails or stop that kind of dreaming. One or the other. pretty black and white. Your choice, as Boo says. Your choice. Your choice. (laughs) I either watch another episode or... I get to take part of the couch. Yeah. Your choice. (laughs) I get more candy or whatever. (laughs) Your choice. Um, Oh, the, the deals we strike. So... I totally agree. There were so many things. There were the the black phone ripped off this movie. I mean, everything rips off this movie. Even even yeah. I mean, look, I appreciate I appreciate Nancy in Stranger Things having the name Nancy because it's like a yes, you get it. I know what world I'm in. You know, mm-hmm. We're talking we're talking horror stuff here. I like that. Yeah, black phone. No. Yeah, but and that's Home it. Alone. Though even Home Alone rips off this I, movie. A hundred percent. It is. It's crazy the stuff that. And you know what else? That's something else about this movie that I think makes it made it like okay as a kid because there's those things besides the fact that it is teenagers doing for themselves like yeah. they do their bet like Nancy is off the chain she's so good and and she's she's, so good she has such a great moral compass yeah and she and but like when she's booby trapping the house and honestly tina tina's dig on her uh boyfriend what's his name roy shit roy yeah is okay that um (laughs) when he says he has the the great he's trying to be cool in the beginning and it says something like i got your your name tattooed on my heart on or something like that which is like my name only has four letters how on earth did that fit on your it's like it's such a good um 
it's like such a good dig. Everybody's smart in this. Like the kids believe each other. They're not really fighting. Even like yeah. Johnny Depp, who's like the the one who kind of believes it the least, is still trying to be helpful. Mm-hmm. Like he talks about his Balinese dream skills and how you can take over, you know, ultimately helps Nancy solve the puzzle. Right. Even though he doesn't he he's kind of the most level headed about it. He thinks it's mm-hmm. or the most skeptical, I should say, about uh Freddy Krueger. But like it's uh anyway, all the kids are Yeah. They get each other's backs. It's not like you don't have to also fight the bullies. You don't have to also um yeah, convince somebody that you're cra- not crazy or whatever else. It's it's like it moves right along. And that when you have when she's booby trapping the house Movies like this that can sprinkle some of that adventure into them too, I think mm-hmm. goes a long way of like, because it answers that question, especially that you have when you're a kid of like, what would you do if this was, if this was happening to you? There's very few like, don't go in the basement moments in this. Mm-hmm. It's like, as they're learning how to progress through this world, so are you. Mm-hmm. And so you feel really smart watching it, I think, like even when even the missteps you're like, oh, no, you're falling asleep. You're not going to, well, you know, that's I think one of my favorite parts of this movie is they're like they're like do the research moment mm-hmm. is not going. It's not her mom telling her it's right. not them going to the the, you know, the library and looking through the microfiche. It's her yes. going to a sleep study and they right. try to figure it out. And they put her right back into it. And that's what's so cool. It's like using that moment to do another scare instead of like just serving the purpose of like, I'm going to go and and figure out what this is all about and, you know, get go to the experts. Yes. And it's not the right expert. Like it was all there all along. The parents could have told them all along what was going on. Yeah. And the experts, I love movies like this where the experts can't help you. The, oh, exactly. You know, the, I it's mean, a that, tragedy. that's also the exorcist. And, you know, there's other movies like that. Plenty of movies that do this, but there's a lot where like the you're, ones, you're leaning on the sort of the experts to be the heroes mm-hmm. in it. Um, but that is not the case in this. It's our heroine, Nancy Thompson. Who I uh, always recognize from Just the Ten of Us. Oh. I believe a, well, I can't remember now if there was a religious bent to it or if just one of the, no, it was on TJF. Did you ever watch it? Oh, yeah. I remember it a little bit. I did, I never made that connection that she was on the show though. So I, I can't say Oh yeah. I... She has classes on the show. She, like, I think I remember her more than any of the other kids man it's weird that she went on to do that but anyway yeah that um, is weird that that happened after i am seeing that now that's really crazy just to touch once more on movies and shows that ripped off of this movie sure you know the beginning sequence we're seeing freddie make his glove Yes. And I'm like, am I watching Rings of Power? Is that what you were thinking? No. Oh, my goodness. In the darkness, bind them, Frederick. We, I feel like we had probably just finished Rings of Power, and it was just so, it was so real. I was like, what? What's wow. happening? 
You Tolkien? Know, you know what I love about this movie? It might just be because Wes Craven did not expect to make another one. I have no idea. Or maybe he did. I love that there you're not waiting for a sequel to do the origin that you watch him make the knives mm-hmm. and then you find out that that was a human being who made them mm-hmm. you find out what he was doing why he did it like you find out yeah all this stuff and i guess yeah one of the reasons like west craven specifically went with like knife hands is because he read something about you know like it's a cross cultural fear he was reading about fear studies or mm, something mm-hmm. but specifically like animal claw attacks is like a thing that mm-hmm. uh, pops up in a lot of yeah uh, like of course but fear of mutilation right and like wanting to make this thing like a unique weapon for this mm. for this killer and i think it's also f- interesting that this movie could be accused of, you know it's part of a history of slasher genre stuff but it is unique in because Freddie has personality and that alone is different from mm, Jason Mike Voorhees, Mike Myers, um, you know, uh, Leatherface. Um, Even Ghostface doesn't really have, well, I mean, a little bit of personality. Yeah. It's revealed over time. Right. But like having that makes it different. And even the score to this movie, I'm just gushing. I didn't realize, I didn't expect oh. to do this. But even the score, it could be accused of being this like John Carpenter Halloween ripoff, the synths and everything else. But it is his own thing. It is very special and super creepy. Yeah. And I think adds so much to it. And I I um I I love it. I think it's also such a rich thing to be able to explore is just like dreamscapes, you know, is like how you for again for any for any viewer, I imagine, but having seen it first as a kid, it really was like, oh my god, any this could be anything. Yeah. You how could you know or like you're going to if you'd see some place that's kind of familiar, you're going to all the sort of don't go in the basement moments in this dream logic helps push those through in a way that you understand it's like well why would tina follow like mm-hmm. leave the house and go check that out it's weirder when it happens in halloween or something oh yeah that yeah. never makes sense to me but in this you're like well it's a dream right you're gonna just go where you're gonna go right you're not thinking about whether or not you have a choice or agency in it right, right. when you're awake you do so um yeah yeah Guess we got some sequels to watch. We got some sequels to watch. Now, I there was one parenting thing that I wanted to talk about. I'm going to just play a quick clip. Give me that damn thing. It even has his name written in it. Fred Krueger, Mom. Fred Krueger. Do you know who that is, Mother? Because if you do, you better tell me because he's after me now. Fred Krueger labels his clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, did this make you rethink whether or not you follow the school rule of writing your kid's name inside of every piece of thing they bring to school? No, but we do need to be better about it because they leave something at school every day. What? I want to know what the best solution. I had to try to write our last name on a corduroy jacket this morning. Like... (laughs) 
you can't get that in there. Those whales are not making it possible to yeah. write straight lines, let alone curved ones. God knows what they'll read if they find that. I think we have to get into embroidery. We in we interiorly embroider everything, or everything will have like yeah. gas station attendant patches <laughs> yeah. on the yeah. breast. Yep. Okay. I feel like that's the easiest, best way. I remember like you got one of those stamps. Yeah, I still have it. But it goes through stuff. Like, or you can't tell until you stamp it. Like, is this going to leak through to the other side of this yeah, it's, swim shirt? And it's only for certain materials. It's not going to work on every material. Yeah. Yeah, there's no perfect way, that's for sure. But the thing is, they don't actually lose stuff. Like, eventually the stuff comes home. Because they are old enough now. Like, it really is kind of like a kindergarten problem when the kids are, like, dumb enough that they don't know what their stuff is. But that's not true because Boo is, Boo is in transitional kindergarten. And yeah. He's he's doing all right with... He, he will leave stuff at school, but then they always find it. But we have also gotten better at trying to label things. I don't know. Um, yeah. I, I didn't think about that. So good, good call. Do you think he wrote his name inside the glove? I mean... If you're going to go and make, you know, yeah, it's like, it's like the ring of power for sure. Just, you got to put some markings on there. You got to make you, it your own. Yeah. You got to make it your own. You got to make it so that there's no mistaking whose it is. Mm. Um, yeah. And, and was there another parenting thing you wanted to talk about with this movie? Oh, sure. Why not? I, I the other thing I is sleepovers Mm, sleepovers we got johnny depp out here lying to his mother i will say as a parent watching this now i was heartened by how much parenting actually is in this movie in Eh? my in my memory oh i thought it was much more in the stephen king zone of where the parents and um, it's not. This one's not. We know where the parents are. They're just not great at. They're parenting. very ineffectual. Yes, but I think even just the fact that like Johnny Depp's, he has rules he has to follow. Like he has a curfew or something. He can't sleep over at his girlfriend's house. He has to call and do the prank phone call stunt mm-hmm. with the boombox. Mm-hmm. Um, to be able to spend the night and. Um, and even that like Nancy's parents come to the police station and they all have a talk about why you're hanging out with these kids and everything else. I mean, they're, the parents are there. They're not all there, but mm-hmm. they are, and they're not good. But, um, <laughs> when Glenn Johnny Depp's parents appear, when we see both of them, uh, and we realize it's not his grandmother and older brother who he lives with that is in fact supposed to be his parents, these two actors um, that when the dad takes the phone off the hook, I love that scene too. Mm-hmm. It's so good. I mean, he's just like, you gotta be firm with these kids. <laughs> it's such a, like he's got a point of view anyway. <laughs> what I wanted to talk about with you is sleepovers when is appropriate because I feel like it's come up recently a few times or something I've been thinking about that I think the pandemic 
sort of got in the way of where like we had a friend come over to babysit the other night Mm -hmm. in a situation that could have just as easily been a sleepover type of thing at another time in life or under other Mm -hmm. circumstances when you realize like oh they haven't actually spent that much time together even as, as friends in the same indoor space together yeah, it's something true. you got to take a lot more baby steps and ease into it. I'm not suggesting that our kids need to have sleepovers right now, but that I do feel like the last couple of years took away some of those baby steps and we're kind of starting from zero now. Um, and so it's harder for me to track when is when feels um, right to have those because I loved sleepovers i still do love having a sleepover yeah my knee-jerk reaction to that question is that i have come to believe that they are unnecessary and there's never a good time and Mm. i don't i don't really even think about them anymore interesting i agree i loved sleepovers we no one ever got hurt, but we did crazy things. And that's all part of growing up. I get that. But um, I think that, yeah, I worry about those things. I worry about like, what will it be that they're doing? I worry about like, we have this, we have a group of friends that we've, known for almost 20 years at this point Mm -hmm. and we all have kids around basically the same age and I don't really it's not that I don't want them to have sleepovers with those friends those would be the so those would be the friends that I'm the most comfortable with because I've known both parents for a very very long time but even then and it has nothing to do with their kids or them or my kids, or, uh, you know, like, I just... Right, it's not personal. It's truly it is, not personal. It is truly not personal. And so then when I when I build that out to friend, school friends that I... Maybe I have known them for a few years. There's just no way. Like, there's just no way that I would um, want to do that. Yeah, it's funny. I only ever think about them with those friends where we are friends with the parents, where I see it as like, oh, I'd be happy to have that kid stay over here, you know, or something or like. Yeah, I mean, that. Well, I, that's the that's the thing. It has to be a two way street. And mm-hmm. I think also having two kids um, roughly around the same age is tough. Um, but. Yeah, I don't, I kind of, sh- I, I think I've kind of put put it to bed, Josh. Yeah. In my mm. brain, like I don't think about it. Weirdly, I, I, now that they're even closer to the age where it could be possible, I weirdly don't think about it as much because I, <clears throat> I just don't, I just find them unnecessary. And I also, I think so in my mind, this is, this is very far in the future. Right. Like this is. 11 this is 12 this is like mm. even though might um, do weirder stuff they might do weirder stuff yeah i oh. my 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 real concerns are rest- not even like 
my my concerns are about like internet restrictions. Like I, I don't yeah, yeah, want yeah. them going over and watching. Like I don't know. Like I don't. I don't even know what these fears are really about. But I just don't. I get worried that. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's more about like what they're gonna be watching over and i think that right, that rather extends than what they're doing or like fears of pedophilia pedophilia or something. Or yeah something. i yeah. mean just with our close friends that sure but i do worry about all those things with people i don't know as well mm-hmm. and and i think that most of those fears are like totally unfounded but like no one in our friend group is like clamoring for a sleepover you know yeah totally <laughs> well and i think we're in an interesting position where we don't live nearby a lot of our family or like we have left our kids overnight with your sister, for instance, when we had to go to a wedding Mm -hmm. where they're then with their cousins and stuff and how like the developmental benefits of like a night away, or we've talked about like, Oh, sleep away camps and stuff like Mm -hmm. that down the road as like a possibility, like those developmental gains that you get that of finding your independence there are those types of circumstances that you could have to kind of fill that need that don't come with as much um yeah as much of that like baggage and they're a little more necessary you know Mm -hmm. right it's less like frivolous just like i don't know like why don't you just sleep over tonight like we could just, just have a sleepover on saturday i mean it was so normal it was just all the time all the time my my friends across the street i slept over at their house and and the kids who were my age that i was friends with there slept at my house i mean it was probably like every other weekend and oh it, my gosh and there's sometimes it would be two nights you ever do also, a two nighter i knew that i could oh i don't think i mean I don't think those so. are rare. I don't think I but could it was ever. Like, yeah. Or you maybe might even switch though. sometimes to be like, why mm-hmm. don't you just stay over my house tonight? When you realize like, oh, it doesn't matter. Like no one cares. Yeah. And like, but then it's like you're right across the street. Yeah. You know, and and like my mom. I didn't have anybody that geographically close to me, but I see that. Yeah. Yeah. You had a Glenn. So I wasn't. A friend Glenn. I could run home if I had to. Mm. I could I could have run home. And there were times where I wanted to because mm. I was terrified. Like, that's the other thing. Like, your kid really has to know that if they're scared, they can come home. And I knew that I could, but I never wanted to relinquish the freedom of having a sleepover, even though yeah. there were times where there was stuff going on in that house that was really, really scary. And I wish that it would this is like a whole other subject but it's just you want to you want to be able to go to another sleepover so like if any any fucked up things happened this and this was that's interesting into my uh, high yeah. school years mm-hmm. i mean most families that i went to for sleepovers were not functional families like at all mm. and i just didn't want to tell my mom because i knew i would never be i would never be allowed to sleep over again right and that, and so I feel like I, I, I sense the inevitability of those fucked up things happening, even though they might not be inevitable. They're just like in my mind of like, you're going to have to deal with some shit. And it might be the kids. It might be the parents. It might be all three. It might be a pet. Mm-hmm. It might be something. And it's just like, what is the point? 
until you're much older, until you're approaching college. Like it doesn't serve you. Like you sleeping What's in a I dorm mean? room the sleep, doesn't the 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 like independence of realizing that you have like that you have agency in in situations like those kinds of developmental things that I think a sleepover can engender that you can have that you know you can have positive impacts and experiences from those things yeah i do think you're right i'm agreeing i'm like i don't know what i thought about it. I, I mean i think they sound fun but i also understand fun. the 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 fear of it and stuff i when i think about them though i do like i totally get it is my point i think i i understand that point of view i don't disagree with any of it and i think that it's like yeah it's harder to justify and also being in a situation where we like so many even with new friends like so many of our kids friends parents or vice versa we've created this network of people where like we're just as likely to go on vacation exactly which never happened when we were kids like that would never have happened so right this is why they're going to get the experience of like sleeping in the same room as their friends but you and i are going to be in the same house with the other parents and that's nice too like yeah yeah, yeah. exactly exactly they don't have to be alone in somebody's house in like some weird bed and then i don't know it's just and it's like the whole thing of like oh make sure that they know your phone number it's like why so they can borrow the predator's phone to call me like that's not going to happen there's no landlines anymore that's it i think i would only do it once they could have even just like a burner phone burner phone it's like you're gonna call me you don't have to call me twice i'll have my notifications off so (laughs) (laughs) well that's when you turn them on that night i guess so you know (laughs) getting Um, updates about people's wordle scores all night but it'll be worth it all night long God, I wouldn't sleep a wink. All those Wordle scores coming in. Yeah, okay, that's great. I I appreciate that that answer. I wonder if we're being like, I just wonder who agrees with us on this. Like, I wonder because yeah, I I feel like yeah, I yeah, I I know that there's a lot of irrationality in what I'm saying, but. That's just where, that's what it's like in my brain, so. Well, I, no, I don't think any of it's irrational. I do think, I I wouldn't begrudge anybody if they were, if they told, I, anybody I know, if they were like, oh yeah, these two kids, they had a sleepover on Saturday. I wouldn't think twice about it. But I understand the personal choice to say, and because I do think that you're not wrong to have, uh, if it doesn't serve a, a need for anybody for the kid or you if it's not like ah oh, we're in a bind here we just need somebody to mm-hmm. you know they got to stay with somebody um and it is just for just for fun that there's i, yeah. I you know like i think um and they're still so young our kids fun are still so who? young fun for just, who I have sleepovers rule. They're awesome. You get to stay up. Like that's when you get to actually like, okay. Sounds not like not a lot of fun for me. You like, you know, where you get to like finish the movie with your friends and you, you know, like you stay up late and you wake up and you get donuts or something. Like, I think it's just a fun little party, but it's not always. um, And you get to like show your friend all your stuff and your whole, like your whole routine, the things you like, 
to do and how, you know, you mm-hmm. get to kind of, you just get to be together for longer. I think that's a very bonding thing. But I do think when we, we talk a lot about other stuff, like, um, you know, we talk a lot about tricky people and about how like, you don't know, you don't know what you don't know and you can't know what happens behind any closed doors about anybody and how if that's so if you believe that's true why would you for the sake of you know a social engagement <laughs> put your kid at at that level of risk like i do understand that it, it is mm-hmm. just like well yeah i mean like i could just take the kid on like a bird scooter with no helmet like we p- will probably be fine you know like there's there are that may, you see it happen all the time. See kids getting dropped off at school on I know electric scooters. <laughs> I know, and I am <laughs> I'm blown away. And that because I think like, oh, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do it. Yeah. There would have to be an emergency for mm-hmm. me to do. I wouldn't put myself on one of those without a helmet on. So, yeah, the idea that you just be like, I don't know, like we'll go. Like I have, we don't even drop our kids off for play dates. That's no. how different the times are. So yeah. I think it is much different. Yeah, I mean, what? <laughs> I'm more apt to a... host. I I don't really have an interest in sending our kids away. Like but I think it'd be fun. To have. Is it weird? It's just being like I'm safe. You? No, no, no. I would also trust our friends. You know, but I'm just saying, like I when I think about the like, oh, this would be so fun. I think about like, oh, it'd be fun to have like, you know, let Woo have a friend over, that kind of thing. That seems fun to me. But it's it is it's 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 because I also think about him in particular, and how I don't think he'd be as comfortable. Yes, exactly. Because he is he is more of like a creature of habit and whatever. I anyway, I just there's a yeah. I think I think most kids at that age don't need sleepovers. Yeah, I'm curious to hear what people think is like the great, the perfect age to to start, or if there's some if criteria you've... that needs to be met, or. If you, yeah, if you have like parameters, you know. Yeah, do you have questions you ask, you know, or whatever else? Like, or oh even God. if you, even, I mean, even, even if that, you have your Jesus. like checklist of stuff that you're kind of like, okay, I'm not gonna. If you have kids who are old enough to have had sleepovers, have you? Do you have those criteria that you're like, yeah, as soon as I've, if I've met all the parents, if I've been to the house, like whatever those mm-hmm. things might be, I would be so curious to know because. Um, yeah, it's a hot button issue, and apparently it's raging on TikTok. If you don't mind filling out this questionnaire, this brief questionnaire, I think you'd have to be slick about it, right? You would, you would never be like, "Here's the list of questions," but you would be. You'd like, have to have several hangs with the parents that uh-huh. you feel aligned on your basic values, yeah. and I'm talking about guns, screens, um drugs i don't know but then yeah that i think that is i think that's legit if it if it is like like oh i I don't know if somebody was like smoking cigarettes or something yeah yeah totally yeah you know hard drugs cigarettes but cigarettes yeah i I feel like we're pretty lax about that yeah so i don't know well maybe we're the untrustworthy parents yeah maybe we're the untrustworthy ones (laughs) okay oh wow I don't know. This well, we've we've said so much. Said so many things. Um 
I could do a quick where are they now that I mentioned. Let's do it. Let's rip it. Where's Johnny Depp at? It's Mummy and Daddy's totally awesome. Where are they now? All right. So, A Nightmare on Elm Street was Johnny Depp's first feature film. Mm. And uh, now, in 2022, um, he's a dumpster fire, as we know. Mm-hmm. Um, nonetheless. He looks like the Babadook on a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> I I recently got that as like my my horror villain is the Babadook, which I love because that's so I was good. just saying to you that it's the only scary art in a movie yes. is the Babadook. Um, so I'm going to show you this, which I don't know if you've seen yet. Oh, no, no, no. So this no, is a, no, 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 for you listeners at home, this is a poster from the upcoming film Beetlejuice 2, which is a Tim Burton film. Oh, my God. And I was mistaken when i first saw this i thought he was playing beetlejuice michael keaton is actually michael keaton and winona Ryder are in reprising their roles they're doing this with johnny depp yes okay i know that's some that's some shit like good luck to you all because i shan't be seeing this movie not even if people are like it's better than the first one i don't think <laughs> i watch it can you imagine <laughs> no you should watch it it's good <laughs> it's really good actually um yeah so fuck that guy um but do you think they cast skeet ulrich and scream because he looked like johnny depp did in a nightmare on elm street <sighs> i could be i mean it's all west craven joint he looks exactly like yeah skeet ulrich he really does and um, vice versa. Yeah. To I the mean, point it where was. it's very creepy. Yeah. Because the whole thing is meta. So it would make sense. And he like, like comes oh. through the window. I mean, there's yeah, so yeah. many, you know. Yeah. I never really thought about that. And it's kind of amazing that Wes Craven can keep, could could like keep doing his thing and still have it be so good. Because like the OG scream is top notch. Truly. Yeah. Um, yeah he's He's responsible for some truly great, horror movies and some really bad ones too but yeah um well speaking of which should we rate this movie fucking hey we should rate this movie josh hello (laughs) how many bedroom coffee makers oh that was gonna be mine it just like came to me Oh, oh, it's so good. It's good. The idea that the mom didn't smell the coffee roasting <laughs> is absurd. I'll say it. That's the one problem I have. With or this just movie. like see it right there. Yeah. Like, under the like, bed. It's under the bed. Full pot of coffee. <laughs> okay. How many bedroom coffee pots, full coffee pots, do you rate this movie out of 13? 13 is how many I give it. It fucking rips. It is so good. Wow. Everything about it rules. Um, There's one continuity error in it Ooh. that I picked up this time when she tells her dad, like, you know, like, I need 10 minutes to fall asleep. Come back. Come over to the house in 10 minutes if you see anything weird. And then she sets all the traps. I might knock a coffee pot over for that 
but otherwise wow i think it it's a it's a 13 out of 13 super original yeah you just know how much time things take now yeah you never would have clocked that as a child no it just i mean it holds up so well i just i just love it i love the end i love (laughs) i love the the end is so we we should talk about this the end is so good it's really great like it has that is seriously carry vibes like even the lighting oh yeah it's so so gauzy and like and the mom going through the window and the door is so good the car is insane yes it really i mean there's so many but it's still creepy somehow yeah 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 you still are just i mean anytime when these movies do it right and they end with that like oh shit we didn't kill it is um is just the best. I yeah. yeah, I love it. I love Freddy Krueger. I like yeah, just all about the as I mentioned. You can score, never run for office now. Seeing <laughs> I love him. Um <laughs> let me be unequivocal about this. I love the opening, watching the knives getting made. I think that looks so good. The titles look so good in this movie. Everything about it. You love it. I do. I just love it. It's also tight 90 minutes, which I freaking love the best of all. Um, wonderful. How do you how many under the bed coffee pots do you give this out of 13? Uh, I'm I'm going to in the spirit of Spooktoberfest, I'll give it a perfect score. Even though I don't, I don't give those often. Just kidding, we do all the time. Um, but yeah, I agree. It's wonderful. It's super enjoyable. Um, and on a second viewing, even even holds up. Uh, yeah. Mm. Love that. So let's talk about the kids in this movie. We'll rate their performance. Hmm. How many Miss Nude America pageants do you give the kids <laughs> in this movie? Um, out uh, out of out of seven, out of a strong magical number. Miss Nude America pageants. Um, Somehow telecast on network TV, which I just <laughs> don't buy. <laughs> This, yeah, another cut. Hey, this movie's falling apart. Uh, <laughs> really? This is pretty flimsy stuff here. <laughs> um, I give them... <sighs> yeah, I mean, seven out of seven. They're just so good. They're so... They're just... They're wonderful. I mean, they are 30 years old, but so are the kids in Stranger Things, so... Yeah. Um... Yeah, they're great. I, I, I mean, they're not kids, kids, so it feels weird to call them kids. But you know, even the in the movie, they're not kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the four, the four main ones, they're just great. Yeah. You believe Roy should be tried as an adult? <laughs> I mean, Roy. Oh my! God. Like, yeah, his whole his whole arc is just, yeah. That's tragic. It's absurd and tragic. What what about you? Oh, it's a seven out of seven. Nancy alone 
is she deserves the title of uh, as a scream queen. She has that amazing line where she says, "Ah, I look 20 years old." And she is either 19 or 20. Yeah. In this she was born in 1964. This movie came out in 1984. Wow. Um and that's that's, that's a genuinely funny. Also like a reasonable age to play a teenager. That's fine. Yes. It's just really Roy and Tina too. Tina looks older. Yeah. Tina I mean, Tina was in Better Off Dead many mm-hmm. years before this. And yeah. Also playing a high school student. Um I won't play this one too. Apparently he was crazy jealous. Nancy said they'd had a fight. It wasn't that serious. Maybe you don't think murder is serious. How can you say I don't take her death seriously? I love that. Like, how can you say I don't take her death seriously? It's such like a, it's, it's genuine. It it's, feels very It's a real. genuine 80s cadence that then got made fun of forever. Like, not, not just a California way of speaking as well, but yeah. she, yeah, she's, she's being so genuine. Yeah. Oh, and she looks so real saying it and she immediately turns a corner after that. She has a few of those and they just feel very real. I mean, she's also been awake for like nine days. Oh, we've been calling Rod Roy this whole time. His name be Rod. Uh, who gets hung in the jail. Yeah. Um, R.I.P. Rod. R.I.P. Rod. Sorry. One last thing before we go. Um, we forgot to talk about the teacher in her English class. <gasps> yes. Where is she now? The Take actress. The actress. Her name is Lynn Shay. And we've seen her before on Mommy and Diddy in Insidious. Uh. She's the psychic. Um, what a cool career you've had, Lynn Shay. Wow. She was also in There's Something About Mary. Huh. Oh my God. I can totally picture her. Yes. She's super hot in it. Um. Just kidding. And she looks like our landlady. Um. <laughs> it's like, it's alarming. Most terrible. Oh, she's in the new Ted Bundy thing. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. Hmm. She's also in a movie called Don't Be a Creep. Get in touch. Our email is mummyxdeady at gmail.com. Our Twitter and Facebook is mummyxdeady. We're on Instagram at mummyxdeadypod. And you could even visit us on the internet for show notes and more at mummyxdeady.com. If you like what you hear, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Or while you're trick-or-treating, just go ahead and tell a friend. Our theme music is by Kyle Andrews. Our logo was designed by Dara Weinberg. Maggie Spaulding is a hat that is not the hat, but a good hat. Bye! Bye.
uh, back to work.